Welcome back to the Sunday Roast. How's it going, guys? How the hell are you? How are your hearts? And how are your heads? Guys, what's going on? How are you doing? I've had a morning filled with technical issues, so I'm still somewhat absent-mindedly recording because I'm staring at the screen hoping that the bloody microphone does not switch off. So it really does feel like I'm talking into the abyss as I've lost about six recordings thus far. So forgive me if my energy levels are a little bit lacklustre this morning. Nevertheless, how are you doing? Thank you so much for listening to the show. Thank you so much, everybody, for supporting me on this journey. We're almost approaching the two-year mark of the Sunday Roast, which I don't think I'll be celebrating because of my performance or lack thereof this year. It seems like yesterday since I was announcing the one-year anniversary of the Sunday Roast. And here we are, almost 12 months later. And I've done about seven shows. The last year was hard. But fingers fucking crossed, we're over the worst of it. Let's not even talk about it. How are you doing? To everybody who supports the show, The Sunday Roast, and supports me in general and my various artistic pursuits, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan. There are some plans afoot for Patreon, I swear. Thank you to everybody who listens to the show on your various platforms. Please leave a review. Please tell your friends. Please share the show. Please continue to uh, give me an opportunity at living a happy life. Thank you so much to everybody. Now, enough of the fucking thank yous. Let's get straight into it. I've had a very interesting week. Um, I really want to... I'm just going to check the microphone one sec. Yeah, we're okay. I just want to get your thoughts on this. Um, Okay, I'm not going to name and shame the business because I really feel like it's not... Even though it is fair because of the experience that we had, I, I just don't think it's necessarily good crack whenever um, there is a little bit of a listenership to this show. And I'm not in the, I don't, I'm not in the game of just completely slating a business. However, like, do you think that we exist in an era now where like, okay, based long story short, and we're going to get into it, but um, I had a really, really bad experience uh, with a company this week in Ireland. Right. And, Subsequent to the experience, lots I was, you know, really angry and I wanted to do something about it and I wanted to complain to the appropriate authorities or whatever. But then I also was thinking about naming and shaming because obviously word of mouth, particularly in Ireland, I feel is like such a serious, serious element to the way that businesses operate and it's a huge thing that they rely on. And word of mouth is so important. And I feel like I really want to publicly go for this company because they're appalling. Their service is absolutely outrageous. Their customer service thereafter was even worse. But then lots of people were like, oh, you know, you got to be careful. Like, that's people's livelihoods. And my argument is, well, yeah, it is people's livelihoods. But if they fucking gave a shit about it, why don't they run a better service? Why are they treating customers like that? And I'm not going down the sort of Jordan Peters, Peterson snowflake line. But, like, why is it that they're now, like, the majority of people I spoke to this week were saying, don't com- don't go public about it. Don't complain about it. Because, you know, the, there are human beings at the end of, on uh, the other side of that business, and they rely on this work. Uh, which, of course, I agree with. But at the same time... Like, what What does one do to complain? If you're treated abysmally by a business, surely you're justified in talking about your experiences. Uh, what do you think about that? Any thoughts, any suggestions, let me know. So to give you the background, myself and Mrs. Roast had an argument, okay? We'd had a slight falling out. And in order to make up, uh, make up for it, 
I decided I did what every what most sort of average thinking men do. I went on to Groupon and I ordered and booked us a couple's massage. Yeah. Now I know what you're thinking, you know, this isn't a trip to Paris. You know what I mean? I haven't had an affair. This is sort of like the mid-level. In the tears of apologies to your significant others, I feel like there's, you know, look, you've got your entry-level forgiveness package, yeah? Which is sort of when you get them like a nice Deliveroo or you go on top. You know, you let them choose what documentary to watch on Netflix as an act of penance. That's the sort of entry-level forgiveness package. And that's probably, I usually reserve that for, you know, after an argument where even though they're completely in the wrong, you just want an easier life. So you apologize and you move forward. And actually on that, is there anything worse than when you be the bigger man, for want of a better term, you be the bigger person, uh, 2021, you be the bigger person and you apologize, even though they're totally in the wrong. And they're like, yeah, no, you really were bad, weren't you? And you're like, yeah, yeah, no, said I'm sorry now, let's move on. And they're like, yeah, well, Mark, I really think you should think. And then you just lose, then I just lose this. And I'm like, no, 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 do you know what? You were wrong, you were wrong. And you get back to square one. Nevertheless, that's your entry level forgiveness package, right? Whereas this is sort of like the mid zone. This is the mid tier, which is sort of the space that I perpetually occupy. This is my fortress. This is the mid tier level of apology. This is the sort of, this is the sort of uh, penance, you know, reserved for when you like, you've overslept. And you didn't show up to her family home for the inexplicable birthday brunch they're having for her cat. You know, happy birthday, Dr. Puss. This is when you get caught watching porn on her work laptop type of tear. Also, ironically, a video about a doctor-patient sex fantasy called Dr. Puss. This is the sort of when she asked you what you thought of her Nana's outfit at dinner last night and you responded she was dressed like an out-of-work Mrs. Doubtfire level of apology. You know, it's not Armageddon. It's not doomsday. She's not getting a trip to Paris. Yeah, keep that for the affair. You haven't slept with her sister. You haven't fondled a family member. You've done nothing wrong with your member. Remember, this is just the mid-level tear. So look, okay, we make our way to this massage parlor slash spa, what have you. It's on Thursday night. Uh, bear with, again, I'm not going to reveal the name of the business uh, yet. However, I would be interested to hear if you feel like it's appropriate that I do, because it's just, I'm just going to tell you what happened, okay? It's Thursday night. We go into town. It's situated on one of Dublin's popular squares. Uh, it's a basement, right? Now, to say that this experience was underwhelming, it'd be up there with, like, the first time I smoked weed and when I lost my virginity in terms of disappointments. Neither of them came as advertised, although she'd probably say the same thing about me. Like, it was a disaster, Okay. Let's just, I'll just talk you through it. We go into this place. It's downstairs. It's in a basement, right? It's in a basement, which is fine. Because, of course, what else would you like to be doing on a Thursday but sitting in a sweaty, windowless dungeon beneath a dental practice and a personal training studio, right? Windowless dungeon. We go in. The door is wide open. There's nobody at reception. That's fine. We then, eventually, this girl comes out and she says, Hi, uh, I said, yeah, hi, here for the 6.30 appointment. Fine, the couple's pamper package, it was called. So, 
that included, this was as advertised, was to include a massage, this 90 minute treatment, a massage, uh, a facial, and then some third treatment, which I forget. Uh, we sit down in this little hallway, which is about four feet wide. There's another couple there. There's a few, so- there's signs everywhere saying, be quiet, treatments in progress. And I'm thinking, well, that's a bit strange, like be quiet. It, you know, it's, there are different ways of phrasing that in sort of like spa language that sounds relaxing, but this doesn't sound relaxing. Nevertheless, she then goes, okay, we'll bring you through to the uh, treatment room. We go, fine. And then she just pulls back the door in the hall and is like, in here you go. And you can see, so basically she opens the door and there's the treatment room, but you can see into the waiting room. So everybody can see in. So you can see these sort of like corpse-like creatures lying down on their beds with their heads smushed through the little holes. Like, this is madness. And already, um, and then she just goes, take your clothes off there, leave your boxers on and we'll be in a second. So we take our clothes off. We both leave our boxers on. And we lie down on the bed. Uh, the two of two beds, obviously, side by side. Myself and Mrs. Rose are like, okay, this is a bit weird. Um, and then the woman who was doing reception comes in with somebody else. They enter the room with one bucket of, there's no sinks in this room, right? They enter the room with a bucket of hot water. One bucket, okay? One bucket of water. I then notice that the girl who introduces, inter, excuse me, introduces herself to me, I'm going to give her a fake name. Let's call her Christine. Christine introduces herself to me and she says, uh, hi, um, I'm going to be doing your treatment. She doesn't get, no, sorry, she doesn't introduce herself to me. She just says, hi, I'll be doing your treatment. I go, okay. And I immediately notice then that she's really sick. She's got the mask down, just covering her chin, not covering her nose or, or, or mouth. And I noticed that she's genuinely, like, visibly really, really sick. She's smothered with the cold. If her nose was any more blocked, you'd swear she was an assets model in the late 90s on a Sunday morning, walking down Grafton Street in a bikini, advertising for a popular gambling company after a late night out. She sounded like Darth Vader or that pervert in Hey Arnold who always caught Helga fantasising about Arnold. So already I was on the back foot, okay? We then lie down. Or sorry, we're lying down. Head gets smushed through the holes. They didn't... Okay. She then says, would you like a medium or hard massage? I say, uh, I would actually... Well, we had a Thai massage when we were on holidays last week, which is only 20 quid, by the way. Unbelievable. Uh, we had a Thai massage last week, so, you know, medium would be fine. She then proceeds, okay, to touch my back with emotion that can only be described as consistent with a farmer trying to wipe some phlegm off his hand on a fence. Do you know what I mean? Or like a dad standoffishly applying sun cream on his son's back on a Spanish beach. Do you know what I mean? Just in case anybody was to see and think he's enjoying it. So I was like, um, after like two minutes, I realized this isn't just the warming up. This isn't some sort of Reiki spoofology. This is genuinely what she perceives to be the massage. So I said, excuse me, sorry, would you be able to upgrade? If this is the massage, could we upgrade this to the hard, harder thing? And then she's not even, like she's doing it with the vigor of a distracted student folding a jumper, jumper in an Abercrombie store. Do you know what I mean? She's just like, like just sort of slopping her hands on my back. Like I'm trying to think about, like she's sort of petting a seal, but she doesn't want to, she doesn't want to com- like um, commit to the petting because it is still a wild ocean animal. So she's sort of like, sort of, sort of stroking it half and then standing back. It was the most outrageous massage I've ever received in my life. Furthermore, 
Every time she came down to do my neck, back and shoulders, I realised that I could get this putrid, putrid scent coming up into that little pie hole of the massage table and uh, penetrating my nostrils. Do you know what it was? It was her runners because she was wearing runners that were quite clearly left in a locker room for about six months straight on top of a Nutella sandwich and a frube because they smelled like childhood. They smelled like a schoolyard neglected sneaker. Those sodden, damp, moist, it was horrendous. The smells, you know, like in a cartoon, when you see like a pie being left on a windowsill which is an absurd place to put a pie to cool down ridiculous you know like the 1950s cartoons where the housewife leaves a pie on the windowsill and then like this little bit of smoke comes up out of the pie and like forms a line and goes all the way across the garden to like a sleeping dog and then like does a circle above his head and then goes right up his nose and the dog sort of leans up with his head, is still sort of half asleep and follows the smell to the sleeping pie. That was what was emerging from her shoes, okay? It was deplorable. After about two minutes, or another five minutes, say, I'm getting all the timings wrong. It's irrelevant. This whole story's fake anyway. I um, I was like, oh, Mrs. Roast, uh, how's your massage? And she was like, yeah, good. And the two of us were trying not to laugh because it was so embarrassingly bad that you couldn't enjoy the experience. Like, I, I, I suspect that if you do, this is going to sound like I get massages all the time. I certainly don't. But like, if this, like of the massages I've had this month, right? This is top 10, honestly, you know, really, really bad. But like, usually if you're getting a bad massage, there's enough sort of relaxing stuff going on that you can just disengage anyway and sort of let your mind wander and wonder about, you know, other things and you sort of enjoy the experience. This was so comedically bad that you had, you were, I was actually so, I, I was completely present for the, throughout the whole thing. Christ almighty, okay. So I ejaculate, no, oh no, sorry. Um, one second. there okay and as i said i'm on edge also something i forgot to mention is the music usually in spas they have relaxing music playing it could be beach sounds it could be rain sounds and usually i think i've mentioned it before in um, podcasts where i discuss massages you know they've got something like sweet child of mine and the pan pipes or something like that relaxing However, in this one, they obviously hadn't paid for Spotify Premium because they had one song on loop. It was, have you ever seen the film The Mission with Robert De Niro? I think it's, I don't know who did the soundtrack, but it's really famous and it goes like, Gorgeous, right? However, they had this, but they had chopped it at the wrong part of the loop. So you're lying there, and I shit you not, it changed like every nine seconds. So it went... It was honestly more torturous than listening to me do that there. It was horrendous, okay? The massage comes to an end. Yeah. And then we're moving on to the facial. 
Now, one would assume in a normal spa slash health slash wellness slash body and beauty centre of excellence that the person would wash their mitts before placing their hands that have been smearing slop all over your lower back and your chest and your neck and your arms and all the rest. If they're going to touch your face, they'd wash their hands. But no, no, you've got to remember we're in a squalid little room suitable for a Netflix documentary about a family being held, held captive. This is not normal, right? So then they both put their hands into the same bucket of hot slop, okay? And they produce these sponges to sort of wash down our backs and then wash our faces. Now, bear in mind these sponges, these were not soft sponges. They were honestly so bristly. You wouldn't scrub down a horse with these sponges. You wouldn't sand a garden shed with these sponges. Both activities I have huge amounts of experience in. So they start to do our faces. Usually, I was thinking, right, they might have, they might do the little slices of cucumbers to cover our eyes, okay? Or at the very least, a courgette or a thinly sliced potato. But no, no, okay? She uses wet tissue paper into, into the sockets of your eyes. I felt like a fucking Egyptian prince about to sail, sail down the river Styx. This is madness. Wet, sodden toilet roll in my eyes, okay? And then she was like, what, fa- what, what mini facial would you like? I was like, what do you mean? Well, she's like, would you like the essential oils? As opposed to what? The fucking unessential oils? Yes. What, what does this do? And she's like, well, I can give you one that's good for energy and adrenaline. Or I can get, what do you mean adrenaline? How can a facial produce adrenaline? That, that's not going to give me adrenaline, yeah? I get adrenaline by riding the Red Lewis line, okay? I'm not going to get adrenaline from a facial. So anyway, they start doing the facial. All of that in the background. Starts doing the facial. And then every now and then, she's just washing her hands in the same bucket that they've used to do the backs. So now, like, the, the, the slop that was on my lower back is now getting rubbed into Mrs. Roast's upper lip. So, so disgusting, okay? And then we, of course, have this moment. In the middle of her doing my facial, bear in mind her face is about six inches from mine, a distance I'm very particular with, I'm specific about. She's about six inches from my face, mask is down covering her chin, the snot is out in the open air, you know, which can't even get up it because it's so blocked. And all of a sudden, she just goes, these two massive sneezes. I, I don't know if that noise came came through the audio okay, because I sort of, it, it could have muffled the mic, but it was like one of those, you know those sneezes that somebody does, that it's like, there's no way they could have prevented, <laughs> like, like a toddler. You know, you'd forgive a child for doing it because they're not familiar yet with the process of a sneeze moving through your body and then coming out of your mouth, or like a dog. You would not expect that from a 25-year-old health practitioner, or whatever they call themselves these days. Absolutely unbelievable. So at this point, I just stood up I, and the, the tissue papers rolled down, landed on my nipples, hit the floor. And I'm like, sorry, I'm, I'm just, I'm really sorry. You're going to think I'm super paranoid here. But can I just ask you, um, do you have COVID? I know. I went there. It's awful. It's cringy. It's embarrassing. But I just got scared. And this whole experience was a nightmare. So I was like, sorry, sorry, do you have COVID? And she was like, eh, no. And I was like, okay, um, h- how do you know? Well, she was like, well, I passed the test. What do you mean you, what do you mean you pass the test? You don't pass the test. It's not the junior cert. And we won't even inquire about that. But do you know what I mean? You don't pass the test. The only thing you've passed is wind. And I know that that's not funny. 
but her nose was so runny that it was actually confusing me and making my stream of thought all over the place as it is now. So I was like, okay, so what do you mean? Did you get a test? She's like, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, well, that's a relief. Just, I'm sorry for being paranoid, but I was just a little bit worried because you seem extremely sick. And she was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is, actually. It only came on this morning. <laughs> okay, so it only came on this morning, but you've already received a test. Yeah, yeah, I got a PCR test. Okay, so it's only came on this morning. You got a PCR test today. So you can't have possibly have gotten the results yet because it's 24 hours, if I'm not wrong. And she was like, yeah, no, I got it today. It's negative. Like, do you know what I mean? Genuinely, though. So at this stage, the morale has completely evaporated. I won't say into thin air, because the air is heavier than one can humanly imagine. It's dense. You'd, you could swat through it. You could cut the air. It's moist with a knife. The facial is over. It's uh, not cleansing at all. I mean, if you were just to lay in your back garden with a slice of billy roll on top of your fucking face for an hour and a half, you'd feel more cleansed. This was shite. We move on to the final part and she says, would you like the Indian head massage or would you like a hand and arm massage? I said, I would like the Indian head massage. She then proceeds to just effectively, I've seen people mix salads with more rigorous uh, movements of their hands, just sort of, sort of just scrunching her hands. I imagine like she was like a dad at Halloween, sifting through a bowl of monkey nuts in search of a fun size Snickers bar. Do you know what I mean? It was the worst head massage I've ever received in my life. The thing came to a close. She then asked me, would I like a glass of Prosecco or a hot chocolate? They were the only two options, which are totally absurd to have them together. Do you know what I mean? I don't really, a glass of Prosecco or a sparkling water, fine. Or would you like a cup of tea or hot chocolate, fine. A glass of, why are they the only two options? I went for the hot chocolate because I'm a legend and um, Mrs. Roast went for the Prosecco because she's not. And that was the end of it. We went out, sat in the thing. Your one came over with the two, um, sorry, your one, that's an appalling turn of phrase. But uh, the masseuse came over with the two plates Served on a plate, inexplicably, by the way, a glass of Prosecco. And you know what? A slice of Walker's shortbread. What the hell is that? A gla- a gla- oh, can I just get the glass of sh- uh, Prosecco? And do you have any Walker's shortbread, actually? Because I can't have one without the other. And I got a piece of shortbread as well with my hot chocolate. As she's putting the plates down, I can still see the oil from the massage, the facial, the Indian head massage dripping off her hands. Like, this is the worst. Next thing you know, we're sitting there, that's the end of that. And then the two girls, we were obviously the last um, appointment of the night, come out with two black bin bags and they just go, see us later. And they head on out. And the black bin bags, I can only assume, are filled with maybe the face cloths or the sponges or whatnot. We look into the treatment room and the towels are still lying there which would, one would wonder then, are those even getting cleaned? All in all, it was a awful experience. <coughs> Excuse me. It did bring me and Mrs. Rose a little bit closer together, which I suppose is a great thing. So in theory, the per- it had a purpose. We then tried to complain. They smoked me on Instagram. They failed to return our phone calls. They wouldn't speak to Mrs. Rose because they said that we can only speak to the person who made the booking, which doesn't make sense when it's an industry probably propelled mostly by gift vouchers and people b- buying other people these treatments as gifts of Groupon, come on, like last minute um, birthdays, etc. 
They've refused to speak to us. I finally got through to a manager yesterday. This is now when the comedy is disappearing from the podcast. So this is only for the seasoned roasters here who want to listen to this incidental detail. I finally got through to the manager yesterday. She said to me that she spoke to the masseuse in question and that they did nothing wrong. Um, They followed all of the usual guidelines. I asked her about COVID and she said no. She had done an antigen test that morning. So actually all she had was a really bad head cold or a flu. Good stuff. So you've got somebody with a really bad head cold or a flu coming in six inches from someone's face, coughing, sniffling, sluttering. No, sorry. (laughs) Not sluttering. Spluttering is what I wanted to say all over my face. There you go. Name, I don't know if you should name and shame. They're refusing to give us, oh no, they may be giving us a refund. It was appalling, but the fact that their customer service was awful, they were really, really rude. They said that we're in the wrong. They just kept repeating themselves. All I wanted to do was felt, listen to, what do you think? Is it right to name and shame? Do you just leave a review? Do you move on with your life? Do you stop being such a needy or like particular prick? I don't know. Forgive the language. Language. Okay, I've been speaking for too long now. I'm having a stroke. Have a great weekend. I'm going to do this with Priya. Thank you so much for listening to the Sunday Rose. Guys, really, really appreciate it. Thank you to everybody who's been listening every week since day one. Uh, it's incredible. Your support means nothing but the world to me. So uh, thank you so much. I'm really enjoying recording the shows again, which uh, I think is a really good sign because it's been a tough year. As you know, not just for me, for everybody. Um but it's, I'm getting that feeling back of loving recording, loving writing, um, and loving bloody living. So there you go. I'm going to start my self-help book. I'm going to start writing the self-help book tomorrow. No, I'm not. Don't worry. That's the day you can stop subscribing to the Patreon if I go down that route. Nevertheless, please do subscribe to the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan. I very much need you to do so uh, in order to exist and to live and create and to breathe. Thank you all. I hope you're doing okay. Hope you're having a good week. And I hope you've had a good week. And that is all I have to say. Send me a DM on Instagram with any suggestions as to what you want to be put in the oven. I'm aware that now that people are going back to the office, some of the day-to-day mundanities might be creeping back into life. So tell me about them. DM me at Megan Mark on Instagram. Please leave a review for the show wherever you can. Please subscribe to the Patreon. Thank you so much for the endless support, guys. I really, really mean it. You are unbelievable. Take care, and I'll speak to you soon. All the best.